might guide those thoughts, that he might, might protect our thoughts, that he would uh, know that our thoughts are surrendered to him. Give your thoughts. Secondly, number two, give your throne. The word heart is found 812 times in the Bible. The word heart. You see, your heart is that seat of affection. That heart that we have within us is that place from which worship toward God begins. And God says he wants our heart. Have you given your heart to the Lord? Sometimes we would use that question when referring to salvation. Give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. Accept Jesus Christ into your heart. But as a Christian, have you given God your heart? Who has your heart? It's easy for the world to grab our heart. It's easy for a friend to grab our heart. It's easy for a car or a job or sports or material things to grab our heart. But God says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. For the one that truly does love you, the Lord Jesus Christ. My son, give me thine heart. Is God sitting on the throne of your life? Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Is God really in control of our life? We belong to him. What, know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God? You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body and your spirit, which are God's. Listen, these hands aren't mine. These eyes aren't mine. These ears aren't mine. These feet aren't mine. It all belongs to God. And it doesn't take God but a thought to remove what we have on the throne of our life in place of him. How long would it take God to take away what is first in your life? What does have your attention? What, what is getting all of your affection in worship? It wouldn't take God a thought to take that away. Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted out. Give your throne. Number three, give your time. Give your time. Now I know that at your age you plan to do that later. Right now you have lots of time. And so you plan to give your time perhaps to God later on. But we don't know how much time we have. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. Boast not thyself of tomorrow. For thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Man cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. I've often reminded people in, in preaching about the brevity of life that if you live to be 70, and that's the average lifespan of a person according to Psalm 90, three score years and 10. So if you live to be 70, you have 25,550 days of life. If you live to be 70, you've got 613,200 hours 
If you live to be 70, you've got 36,792,000 minutes. Now, that seems like an awful lot. 25,550 days, it's <laughs> a lot of days. 613,200 hours, over a half a million hours, that's a lot of hours. 36,792,000 minutes, it's a lot of time. But I was looking at it this morning, if I live to be 70, I got 825 days left out of 25,550. I got 19,800 hours left. I got just over a million minutes out of 36 million, almost 37 million minutes. I got a little over a million left. We plan to give our time to God later. But I'm here to tell you, it goes by pretty quick. It goes by pretty fast. And all of a sudden, you'll be standing where I'm standing, and you'll be thinking, I don't have a lot of time left to give to God. Give your time. We spend our years as a tale that is told. I like to read biographies. I enjoy a good biography, but I've noticed something about biographies. They all have a last chapter. Life ends. Spend time with God over the break. Spend time with your family over the break. Spend time with your pastor, youth pastor, or maybe a former teacher over the break. Spend time with some good friends over the break. Spend time with perhaps someone who, who needs you over the break. Give your time. Number four, give your talent. Give your talent. Say, Brother Gatch, I don't have a lot of talent. Whatever you have, give it to the Lord. Don't bury it. You may not be musically talented. You may not be the the best speaker in your speech class. You, you may not play a musical instrument. You may not play sports. You may, you may not have some of the talents that oftentimes are showcased maybe in a place like this. But listen, God has given each of us some gifts, some abilities, some talents. Don't bury them. Remember, whatever we have comes from God because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. A man can receive nothing except it be given him from heaven. So if God gave it to us, don't bury it. Use it. It would be a shame to be in Bible college for a semester or some of us longer but it would be a shame to even be in Bible college for one semester and walk out the door today and never use the knowledge, the experience that you've been given in these last three months. Remember to whom much is given, much is required. 
And God has put some things into your life through a classroom setting or through a ministry setting or through a dorm setting. God has put some things into your life and now you have those things in your arsenal as it were. And God wants you to use those things. Don't get so busy over the break with yourself and what you want to do. They don't use those talents for the Lord. Listen, maybe you took personal evangelism this semester. Don't bury that. Maybe you learned how to preach this semester. Well, good night. If somebody asks you to preach over the break, don't bury the talent. So I'm not very good yet. Well, you're not going to get good if you don't do it. Whatever God's given you, some of you have amazing abilities in speaking or singing or, or playing an instrument. Listen, uh, uh, when you get home, use those talents for the Lord. If you're staying here, use those talents for the Lord. Give your talent to the Lord. Number five, give your treasure. Yeah, I'm talking about your money. Why don't you find somebody over the break that you could give something to that can't give anything back? A lot, of, a lot of gifts at Christmas are truly a gift exchange, aren't they? We give to people because they give to us. We send them a card. They send us a card. If they don't send us a card, we quit sending them a card. It's kind of a mutual Philadelphia kind of a love, you know. It's kind of mutual. We, we love certain people. They love us. And, and that's all great. That's good. I, I don't see any problem with it. But learn to give to somebody that can't give back. Give and it shall be given unto you. He that soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Let every man as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudging there of necessity. For God loveth a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, so that you, having all sufficiency of all things, may abound unto every good work. When we learn to give of our material substance, when we learn to give to somebody who can't reciprocate that in any way, listen, you get God on his gift list. Because he says, when you give to somebody that can't give back, that's when I start giving back into your life. That's when I start honoring you. And so give your treasure. You can't give to the wrong person. And then, sixthly, give the truth. Give the truth. All of us, no matter how many or how few talents we have, no matter how much money we have or don't have, all of us have been given truth. We've been given the gospel, and God wants us to get that gospel to others. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. There's going to be somebody in your path today you could give the truth to. Someone in your path today is going to need to hear the good news of Christmas, the gospel message. Give that truth. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't, 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 don't wonder what they're going to think. Just give liberally the truth this break. What a joy to hear of many of you that have won people to Christ this semester, have seen someone saved, have seen somebody's life changed, maybe even this past weekend in our Christmas outreach. Listen, don't stop now just because the semester's over. Give out the truth this semester. 
There's going to be some angry person at an airport or somebody that's in a hurry to gas station or somebody you're going to sit down across from in a restaurant. But ask God to give you the boldness and the strength to just give them the truth, whether it's a tract, whether it's a word of encouragement, whether it's an invitation to church when you get home, but give the truth. What's on your give list? Your thoughts, your throne, your time, your talent, your treasure, the truth. You know, we laugh at a five-year-old who has 59 things on their Christmas list that they want for Christmas. But maybe we could match that list as college students with 59 things we want to give this Christmas. 